Coucou les French learners. Hello. I'm speaking in English today because I'm continuing the series, uh, the motivation break, where you get to listen and to listen and to watch, uh, if you are on YouTube, the learners' experiences, the learners' journeys into French and into other languages. And I hope this inspires you, this motivates you to keep going. If you want to listen to this conversation as a podcast, go to my website, anisayel.com. And of course, if you want to acquire French the natural way, go to my website, anisayel.com and become a member of our caring community. Anisayel.com pour acquérir le français naturellement. Okay, I'm so thrilled to have you, Mike. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the community, Mike? <laughs> Hello, Alice, and bonjour à tous. Um, I'm Mike Paisley. I was born and still live here in North Carolina in the United States. I live in a small city called Clayton with my wife, Kim. Um, I'm recently retired. In August, I retired after over 42 years of working in biomanufacturing. Um, I was a plasma fractionator. And interest, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you said you work in, um, in this plasma plasma factory you said you right fractionation um, fractionation yeah we target uh different proteins in human blood plasma and separate them out and make therapies uh mm. therapies for hemophiliacs uh for people with immune deficiency disease we make mm. the boosters um mm. hyperimmune boosters tetanus if you step on a rusty nail you probably have had a mm. shot from a product okay. that I made. So your company, you told me, was is from Spain. It is, Barcelona. Yeah, and that's how you acquired first, your first um, uh, second language, well, your first <laughs> extra language, Spanish, because that's you are right. fluent in Spanish, Mike. Well, thank Can you, you tell uh, us a bit about this journey, this Spanish journey first, and then we'll move on to the French journey. <laughs> okay. In 2015, my company, as I said, they're based in Barcelona. They were offering an opportunity for Spanish classes, and um, I wanted to take Spanish again for many, many years. I took it in high school, and so I hadn't had any since 1973. And it's typical what you might expect. I memorized some words and quickly forgot them. But um, in January of 2015, I started taking Spanish with a young lady named Colleen O'Kane. I think she's a mutual friend of ours. Yes, Colleen is taking French classes with me and I love her work. She also has started a YouTube channel with Spanish stories. I will put the link in the description below the video. Mm -hmm. So you started acquiring Spanish with Colleen. 
I did. And Colleen's style was many stories. She would write stories and started with a beginner level. I remember one was called something like, no se dice eso a una policía. Don't say that to a policeman. And it was the repetition and it just worked. And during the, there were two separate uh, courses going on. A course had started a class the year before I started. And so she was teaching them as sort of a advanced beginner. Mm. And while I was taking the beginner, I snuck into the advanced beginner class and started taking them both. I've always don't have good control. I push myself, but it, it, I just immersed in it. And from Colleen, I learned things like setting my phone in Spanish, things like that. And just using any opportunity I could to uh, have a mini immersion into the language. Mm. Because Colleen has used the um, comprehensible input approach mm, with did. stories. <laughs> first one I heard about Stephen Krashen, Dr. Stephen Krashen from. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so it was for you the, um, what we say in French, le déclic. <laughs> the moment where you really started to to get motivated, yeah, to keep on with Spanish, right? It was. Um, by the end of the first year, I was doing things with Colleen's help, um, mm -hmm. translating songs and poetry that I like from English into Spanish. And some of those were, I think, funny. The result were, was at first, but it, I kept at it. And then after the first year, I was in a bookstore And I bought Harry Potter y la piedra de los It's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I have a hard time remembering the English title now, but um, and I started reading it, and it was honestly way too advanced. But I I didn't know the materials, but I was so interested in it, and um, I stayed with it. And when I finished that uh, book, I I felt like that was a big accomplishment. Yes. A lot of confidence. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So basically you went step by step. You started with Colleen and then you found a book, like a challenging book, Harry right. Potter in Spanish. And then little by little, step by step, you reached fluency in Spanish. And I think another key was the consistency. I would try to spend at least an hour a day. I, I've heard, I think you have even said that, is it 10,000 hours you need to become proficient in anything of repetition? Mm. And at 15 minutes a day, that would take me a long time. Mm. But I would find uh, things on YouTube channels that I like and, um, of any subject that I like. I like old sailing ships. I would find groups that had, that was their theme on Facebook or science fiction or mm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so you would spend one hour a day, so on Spanish, hmm? 
Right. Um, how did you find the time? Because you were working at the time. That was a challenge. I would wake up very early in the morning and spend an hour as I drank coffee reading. Mm -hmm. And um, another one of the pastimes that I'm very committed to is uh, my wife and I run. And so after I read for an hour or listened, I would put my iPod, my ear pods on and go run another hour and of course, this developed in where I was listening to some of your podcasts when I was running and other uh, French material recently. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's, I've learned to combine pastimes as I can. And so the running is just a perfect time mm. to listen to uh, Spanish and French. Mm. So now you spend two the, hours, in fact, not one hour, two hours that's every right. day. Right. <laughs> wow that's really good and you have this discipline in fact this habit yeah of it is i, I uh, i'm a big believer in routine and discipline mm. I, mm -hmm. I feel like i'm not a disciplined person and i want to work at it i <laughs> like i tend toward entropy as they say but um i uh I do work on it, yes. How, how do you work on your discipline? Because I think you're not the only one finding it hard to be disciplined. <laughs> we all have this struggle, I think, as human beings. So do you have a trick <laughs> to share? <laughs> I think for me, the hardest part, and it again, if I can find that time in the morning, even now that I'm retired, I try mm. to get up before my wife. So I have an hour to myself because I can run later with her and she's mm. a faster runner. So she's ahead of me. So I can still listen to my <laughs> Spanish and French. But um, in the morning, when the alarm goes off, the hardest part for me is to not hit snooze. If I hit snooze, I'm done. But I just don't. I know I got to get up. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's right. It's the hardest part to get up, right? That's right. Once you're up, it just falls into place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you became fluent in Spanish. In how many, how long did it take you to become fluent? Because you speak fluently now in Spanish and you, yeah. Again, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I feel obviously as if I'm still learning, I, it was probably within the past year that I've really gained the confidence mm. to, and so six years, I remember when we had our second class at work, the site president who was from Barcelona, very nice man, he came in and he was just going to address the class, you know, on the subject of us taking the Spanish. And he was speaking in rapid fire Spanish so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I remember Colleen kind of stepped back. She said, they're just beginning. But he knew what he was doing. He was just telling us where we were headed. And he said then, he said, and I don't know where he came up with it. He said, it takes seven years to become fluent in a language. And oh. so, so that, 
I think that's for me, it's, um, that's been a pretty accurate estimate. Mm. And that is really good to, to know. Well, for you to tell us that, to tell the people who are watching and are listening that, because we have nowadays, we want things to happen quickly, right? Uh, everything is so quick. All the information we get, we can get the information in one uh, finger, claquement de doigt in, in, in French. Snap of the finger. Snap of the finger. <laughs> and so we think that uh, acquiring a language or becoming fluent in a language can happen in a claquement de doigt, but it, it doesn't. It takes time. And you saying it took you six years Uh, to become fluent in Spanish and you are still learning, of course, because we are all, even me, I'm French native, but I'm still learning French. I still make mistakes. You know, you are never perfect in a language, right? So it's really good you saying, yeah, it took you six years. Yes, it takes time. And six years with you spending at least one hour every day, right? Mm-hmm. listening That's or right. reading. Um, and that was probably, I never had a point where I was so frustrated that I thought of giving up, but I would get frustrated in the first year and the second year and the third year, just not making any progress. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not getting this. And then I would have these moments. I remember watching a, uh, It, this was on cable television, and they have these, or they call them telenovelas, uh, Mexican soap operas. Yes. And I heard somebody say something, and it was as if I was hearing in English, just one snippet of that conversation. And then I said, well, I've got that, because I didn't even realize I was listening to it in Spanish. And then that would fade, but it would come back. And it, I have more and more of those moments. Mm. It's really... I also, as far as I've always been, I look for every opportunity I can to um, converse with somebody that's a native. And mm. sometimes I'll ask them if they mind if I try. And if they're speaking Spanish in front of me, I don't because that's an invitation. <laughs> this, this Saturday, we went to a, a farmer's market in the small town we live in, Clayton. And I heard this lady at a booth speaking to her husband in Spanish. And I spoke to her in English first. Then I, I mentioned what a beautiful day it was in Spanish. And she just lit up. She loved it. And, mm. and she found out she was from Guatemala. And it was just opportunities like that helped me. Yes, of course. They help you and they, and they, As you said, the people in front of you, they are so pleased you can connect with them in their languages. So, yeah. It's more difficult. It's more um, plus difficile, difficile in, uh, for the French because there's not as many French speakers in yes. the area. But I'll look for them and I will find them. <laughs> Everybody out there is listening or watching and is in the, is North Carolina. And is it French or go go and find Mike to speak French? <laughs> uh, Mike, so how did you, why, why did you start 
acquiring French then? Why did you want to learn French then after the Spanish? <laughs> this was probably, I remember it was in 2018, early, and mm -hmm. I was talking with Colleen about wanting to learn another language. Mm -hmm. And I had thought about that for some time, and I'd always thought it would either be French or German. And German's still on the list, but uh, <laughs> Colleen told me about you. She had oh. been following your channel, and I think she, I think she forwarded me your newsletter. And this oh, would have yeah. been about March. So about that time, I started listening to your videos. And also at the time, I'm going to tell you a guilty secret <laughs> that I have corrected. I used to spend time on, uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. It no. helps a lot of people, I'm sure, but I said, on Duolingo. <laughs> and uh, so I went to Duolingo and started learning French from Spanish, just mm. to sort of that way. I was always worried about if I start devoting time to another language, I would lose to Spanish. And I did that for a while. And, um, mm. <laughs> and then I remember when you and I started having one-on-one -on -one sessions you asked mm. me what I was doing and I think I mentioned Duolingo and you very kindly said oh but you know <laughs> I got to thinking this is time that I could be listening instead of and the memorization is fine with Duolingo but mm. I just finally I, I cut it loose and I don't do that anymore it's been about mm. a year I think I think um, Duolingo is not the, it is not that bad. It's just not that efficient, yes. I, I think. And uh, I had another learner, another member, community member on the, on the motivation break, Tina, who also tell me she enjoyed Duolingo because she was winning prizes, you know. Mm -hmm. It was the, the gaming effect that motivated her. But then she realized she couldn't understand much at the end, you know, so she was not making really progress. And that's what made her change to uh, my approach uh, and to watch my videos. And But yeah, Duolingo is, uh, it can be a tool, right? as you said, to memorize vocabulary, to retain the basic words at the start. I go back to reading Harry Potter the first time, though. I yes. think of things that I would read and I would have to look up because I knew the context and I didn't spend a lot of time. I use word reference mm. uh, for yes. translating, but some that I, I wanted to see what they meant exactly. And, uh, I remember those words now so much better. It's like they stick better for me learning like that. They, mm. they adhere. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So you kept on your Spanish routine and you added your French routine. <laughs> yes, that was, um, I had to do some balancing at first. Mm. And the more I got into the French, the more I had to make sure that I didn't, because you have to use something. I, I'm a firm believer in that. And um, the English is easy. I use it at work. I use it, you know, everywhere. Yeah. At some point, I joined the community with mm. you. And that was, still is great. Uh, 
I love the weekly suggestions, the poems. Mm. Oh, if there's a reason to learn French, it's the poetry. <laughs> oh, it is. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the only reason, but I do enjoy oh. it. And uh, mm. Yeah, because you're also in my classes with Express Fluency and my uh, live classes on Zoom. And we, we have studied, well, not studied, but we have uh, gone through uh, quite a few poems and you enjoyed them. A poem by Victor Hugo and a poem yes. by, Ver, uh, by um, Verlaine um, about this soldier. <laughs> it was haunting. It was beautiful. Mm, okay. <laughs> that's the thing that's been so great. It's a poor adjective, but it's been very fulfilling for both the Spanish and the French is... I don't think you can learn a language and not become familiar with the culture, even mm. if it's from a continent away or an ocean away. It's just, I love the way I can remember this as far back as high school. I don't say I am 66 years old. I say I have 66 years. It's a different subtle way of expressing. And I think thinking of things and in mm. Spanish, you don't say I'm hot. Because in your, that's uh, say I have heat. <laughs> yeah, it's the same also in French, actually. <laughs> uh, but you're right; it's a different mindset. Hmm. Um, it's a different way of thinking, a different way of seeing the world. I think it opens your mind to another, yeah, another way of seeing the world and and I totally agree with you. I'm I am strong believer of the culture. It's a language is not only a, a sentence or a, a juxtaposition of words. It's linked to its history, its culture, and you have to know it to understand the language, how the language works. Mm -hmm. The translation is so interesting to me. Mm. I have now listened to The Hobbit. I'm a big mm. Lord of the Rings fan. You know that. Um, yes. J.R. Tolkien. And I, on my morning runs before I started taking French, I, I listened to The Hobbit in Spanish. And then this year, I've listened to The Hobbit and the entire trilogy in French. And I like the way Gollum in English, he calls the ring my precious. Yes. And in Spanish, it's mi precioso. And in French, it's mon trésor. I just love that. The different ah. ways of saying it. Okay, c'est mon trésor because I thought in the film, well, but I watched it in English. So I translated mm. it into mon précieux, yeah. Pas mon trésor. And that's a ah. subtle difference, I think. Yes. It, means the same thing but yeah 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 you're right and that's a really good very interesting point mike and also you the book the audio book you are listening to is read by a famous actor because you sent me the link um yes yeah, mike, um... you sent me the link it's read by a famous actor 
uh, who acted, who is in the famous movie, French movie, Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amélie Poulain. In okay. English, it's Amélie. Right. And is the, the guy who is in the bar and is jealous, is in love with the, an, uh, another woman working in the bar. And it's, uh, he's a really good actor. And, may, and I, I guess he's a really good reader, narrator, right? Very good. <laughs> Enjoy the version very much. Mm. And he does the poetry and the songs and doesn't necessarily sing the songs, but he recites them in a way that's just it's good. Mm. And you, under, how is your comprehension? Because it's a work of literature. Uh, I mean, in English and in French, it's also quite, even for French natives, it's quite, it can be challenging to read. Hmm? It's my comprehension. Um, I'm starting at the point that I, a base that I know the story so well. I've, mm. I've read the story every year or two. I just love it. It's, it's like a Christmas carol. I never get tired of it. <laughs> But since I was... 21 years old. And um, wow. so I, I'm that that's the part where you combine total comprehensible input. I already know the story. Mm. And so I'm thinking, Oh, wow, this is the part where they're floating down the river in the barrels and, and I'm picking up and like the dwarf Gimli with not Gimli and Thorin Oakenshield, they have Ache for hatchet for ax. I mm. think is that I just la so I'm ash. Picking, la ash, ash. that's right mm. yeah so I'm hanging on around 70% which mm. I'm I'm happy with I mean you are listening you are not reading because I've um, when you read actually you need to understand like 95% when you read otherwise mm -hmm. it's too Uh, difficult it get it can be too you you could uh, quit yeah because it's too difficult when you don't understand when you read but i think when you listen uh, you can have some noise what we call noise that means things right. you don't understand you are more uh, tolerant to noise when you listen to something what is your point of view on that because I agree. you've been reading and you've been listening a lot i agree um, i also have on audible uh the planet of the apes yes uh, le planet the planet des singes, des singes. Des because singes. it was written by a french guy <laughs> and i started on it and i don't know the story I, i'm the story in the novel i think is It's the movie was loosely based on it and exactly. so I wasn't comprehending and mm. I thought I'll have that for later yes yeah it's um, yeah it, it's more it's different from the movie and well I love the book <laughs> uh, it really struck me for life this book but um It can be also the, the it's, it's also liter literature, so right. it can be challenging, yeah. 
Uh, well, that's really good, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're inspiring people now to read and to listen maybe to the books they love. That's a great idea to listen, to read to the book you already love in your own language, to listen it in French or in another language you are learning, acquiring. And uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you, are they in your French journey? Were there any down moments or did you have some breaks? Because you seem quite disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a, again, a time with the French that was so disappointing or frustrating that I considered stopping. And, uh, I think for me, the, a down moment was right after I retired and that was continuing my routine because mm. now I did not have to get up early to go to work. And, um, That was a, a danger moment that I mm. worked through. Mm. Yeah, because you changed uh, your way of life. Yeah. yeah, your way, yeah. Nothing dramatic, but... Um, yeah, yes, yes, I understand. Yeah, it's always, I think, I think the most difficult, in fact, is to stay disciplined with the language. Mm. I agree. I think Again, that's, that's because, daily. I think it's yeah. important because you know you need to do it daily. You need time, and so getting that discipline, that habit, it's like brushing your teeth, but <laughs> you need to find the right time in your day, the right moment. I think that's apt, that, this uh, comparison. Um, it's, I think one thing that's really helped me first with Colleen and then you have reinforced it so much is to just enjoy it. Don't sweat it, don't stress. Mm. That's why it's so important to find the things that interest you because mm. you're not going to be stressed if you're interested. Mm. Uh, our class, our class that we have on Tuesdays is exactly like that. And the sessions you and I had one-on-one -on -one were exactly like that. I never felt stressed. And that just, I think about what you both have said about a baby's not trying to learn how to conjugate verbs and mm. what an adjective is and what an adverb is. It's just listening and soaking it in and acquiring. Mm. So that, that helps a lot. Yes. Yes. And I must say, um, so you started in 2018 with French. That's right. And uh, you are now are starting to speak. You are starting to output. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite, uh, every time you speak now in the class, I'm like, wow, now you, you speak quite well, Mike. Mm. So... It's really amazing. Do, do the words come out naturally or do you still have to think in English or in Spanish first? Because I know people keep asking me, you know, oh, I, I still have to translate in my head. 
you know and the goal is really to speak without thinking like you speak in english you know in your mother tongue hmm? with the french i'm still probably doing the mental translation with the spanish the conversation i told you about earlier about with the lady at the flea, uh, farmer's market that was completely spontaneous i it, that was where i will be with french mm. because you know it mike you trust the process and you know at some point you will do it <laughs> your brain I will very do much it. trust it and um, i have a good friend who spent 22 years in the U.S. State Department. He was mm -hmm. assigned with diplomatic security. He is fluent in French. Mm -hmm. He's trying to learn Spanish. And this is an old childhood friend. He asked me, what's a good app? I said, <laughs> I told him what I believe. I said, you need to find a storyteller and learn that way. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if he trusts me or not on that, but I wish he would. It's just, it's easy. Yes. It just takes time. That's talking about challenges for me, the patience, knowing that I've never believed those ads that say you can learn Spanish or French in three months. That's, I just mm. didn't think that made sense, but it does take time. And, mm. But if you trust the process and give it time, it will happen. And do you think uh, it's, it's easier for you now to learn French because of the Spanish? Very much. Very mm. much. Um, I was intimidated by French, the pronunciation. And I mm. think you've mentioned it before. It's, it can present challenges for Americans. But the uh, pronunciation is, can be difficult. But that's where the listening comes in, I think. Um, I found that out listening to songs in Spanish, Spanish mm -hmm. music. I would hear something and then I would start to like a song and I, I would listen to it again and again. And at one point, I would just speak a phrase of it without thinking. Mm -hmm. And I, French, I think, is going to be that. And the, the French that I can speak now, I think, is like that. Mm. It's mm. finding the rhythm. Yes, finding the rhythm. That's also a very good point because each language has its rhythm. And you need to, by listening a lot, then you find the rhythm. <laughs> And um, well, that's fascinating, Mike. Um, can you tell us to end this conversation? Do you have... Uh, What, what I call in French, un mot de la fin. That means uh, a word to end this conversation on a high note. <laughs> oh, and do you have maybe a book or maybe you have watched a film in French that you enjoyed? Or, I mean, the book we know, Lord of the Rings, Le Seigneur des Anneaux, right. en français. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably, probably even before that, The Hobbit, for me, the translation, I just enjoyed listening to that so much. And I'm looking forward to getting the actual book now and listening mm -hmm. to it and reading it at the same time. Um, as far as a final word, 
about acquiring a language for me. And I saw a movie once. It's called The 13th Warrior. And I think you know yes. where I'm going with this. And this was early on in Spanish. And I was thinking of that movie. And I remember not paying attention to it a lot when I watched it. But there's a scene where Antonio Banderas is from Saudi Arabia. And he finds himself traveling with 12 Vikings. Completely, he doesn't know a word of their language. And there's about a three-minute clip in the movie where he's sitting around a campfire watching him talk all night. Mm. And eventually he starts picking up words and he does that for some undisclosed period of time. I assume it has to be months and months and months. Mm. And then one night he just starts speaking with them and the Viking leader asked him, how do you know our language? And Antonio Bandera said, I listened. That's, that sums it up. It, listen. I love this scene because it's, uh, it's exactly, yeah, it's, that sums it up. <laughs> listen. <laughs> so I think it's going to be our mot de la fin. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> it's all about the input first. Yes. And it's simple. That's what I always say. It doesn't have to be complicated because I know many people think, oh, I have to make flashcards. Oh, I have to spend uh, 30 minutes doing grammar exercises. Oh, I need to do this and that. And, you know, and it's simple, in fact. Listen, read to things that interest you and that are comprehensible to you. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you, you said it also, the, the La Planète des Singes, the planet of the apes, is still not comprehensible enough. It interests you, but it's still need, not comprehensible enough. So you're going to wait and then you will read it when it's comprehensible enough for you. Mm -hmm. So find things not only that are interesting, but also comprehensible. Mm. <laughs> That's right. I agree. <laughs> well, you are a true inspiration, Mike, because uh, also you are an example of the fact that you don't need to be a kid or a, a young child or young, you know, to um, become a polyglot <laughs> or to become bilingual or, you know, um, you also, at any age, at any age, you can acquire languages, right, Mike? <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> it is totally possible. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much, Mike. Please comment. Please write in the comments below if you... I've also read or listened to Le Seigneur des Anneaux or Le Hobbit in French or Harry Potter. <laughs> or if you are reading a book you like, you enjoy, share, share in the comments. And um, as I said before, to listen to this conversation as a podcast, go to my website, alisayel.com. Thank you so much.
Mike, for this for your time and for this conversation. You're welcome and thank you for your guidance. <laughs> thank you. Au revoir. Bye. Au revoir. À bientôt.